0: This is Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church San Diego welcoming you to our podcast. I hope today's word inspires you, encourages you, and lifts you up. And if you would like to support our podcast, all we ask for is your prayers so we can continue bringing you the word of God. I hope you enjoy today's message, so sit back, relax, and have a listen. God bless you. Hello everybody and welcome back. This is Pastor Mark Zabola with Impact Church San Diego, welcoming you to our podcast and today we're going to continue on with four biblical reasons why we should pray for the lost. Last week, the first reason that I said that we should pray for the lost is our love for them. The Bible says that we need to love one another that God is love and if we have love dwelling with inside of us that means if we have God dwelling inside of us then we should have love for others as well because he first loved us that we should love others so that's was uh, reason number one why we should pray for the lost today it's because our faith in Jesus if you have faith that he died on the cross if you have faith that he came to set you free if you have faith that he can heal then Why shouldn't we have faith that He can save a loved one, a brother, a sister, a family member, a friend? So we're going to get into that in just a minute. All right, let's get into this. First, I want to say that uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have uh, a big announcement. Uh, It's not going to affect too much of this podcast, maybe, maybe not. Not sure how it's going to go. But if you want to know what that announcement is, uh, continue listening in the next few weeks and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Back to our lesson here. Uh, Four biblical reasons to pray for the lost is one, our love for them because God loves us. And number two today is our faith in Christ Jesus. Now, Jesus had said in Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-three, "All things are possible to him that believeth." Now, all things certainly include the salvation of souls. Yes, you know everybody you know uh, quotes. Uh, philippians 3 13 is you know i can do all things through christ who strengthens me all right and then we think we're invincible we're invincible christians we can do anything you know why can't we believe that in the sense of my mother my father my aunt my uncle my brother my sister who has not found jesus christ that we need to pray for them the bible says that we need to one another in many different ways and one is and one of those one another's is that we need to pray for one another and not just because you know uh, you know, for them to get a better job or to help them or, but to save them, to give them salvation, to bring them to repentance. And that's a really big thing that if you want somebody to be saved, if you want to be saved, there has to be a coming to repentance. That means a changing of mind in order to, uh, turn from our wicked ways as uh, you know as uh, the book of Psalms says we need to turn from our evil ways and we need to uh, uh turn ourselves around and and follow Jesus Christ to change the way we live to change the way we think and to change the way we walk and talk when Jacob rat- wrestled with the angel and, you know and you know we all know that story it says he wrestled with the man till daybreak and the angel says you know let me go and, and Jacob says no I'm not going to let you go until you bless me so the angel Touched him on the side of his hip. Basically, he dislocated his hip, you know, so that he can, you know, he can get this over with, you know, but because he dislocated his hip, Jacob not only called that place Peniel because he, you know, he saw the face of God there. Is that. He had a different walk about him. So, if there is no change of repentance, there's not going to be no change of walk in our Christian life. So, if you believe Jesus can do all things, that all things are possible to those who believe, then that includes the salvation of souls, salvation of your loved ones, you know, or even strangers, you know, who ask for prayer, believe that God can change that person and heal that person, and that person will have a new life praise god in jesus christ if you can believe god for someone's salvation you shall have it but you need to truly believe that you you know that god could save that individual it might not be right away or instantaneous you know maybe that uh, individual might be going through a lot of certain things but definitely something will be happening in that person's life now we're going to go to a bible passage in mark chapter 2 and I'm going to go ahead and read that whole passage. It's about the paralytic man whose friends brought him to Jesus, and it was no easy feat. It's like saying that if you do have a friend, uh, a family member, you want to bring them to Jesus. It's like pulling teeth. It's like an act of Congress in order for that to happen. But these four friends brought them to Jesus no matter what the cost. Okay. So let's read it right here. We're going to read Mark chapter 2. You can read it along with me, or you can hear the sweet sounds of my voice. It's Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Okay, we're going to read that, and then I'm going to go over it after that. And the word of God reads like this. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Verse 3. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic man who was carried by four men, and when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was, so when they had broken through, they let down the bed and on which the paralytic was lying. So Jesus was in town and he's preaching the word of God. When Jesus is in town, everybody wants to come and listen because he's doing signs, miracles and wonders and he's preaching the truth. He's preaching the word of God. So he came to this house and they packed the house. The Bible says that there was no room left in the house, not even at the door. There was no room. It was a packed house, sold out crowd was right there. And these four men were bringing a paralytic man. Now, a paralytic man basically is a paralyzed person, couldn't walk, you know, couldn't probably move his legs, maybe his arms, probably couldn't even talk. We're not sure. He was lying on a cart, a a cot, and his four, four friends, probably one on each, you know, side, lifting on like on a gurney type of thing, you know, carrying him, and wanted to get to Jesus, and they couldn't get to Jesus because it was so crowded, so packed. Many people would have just stopped there and said, "Oh man, we can't get in." you know we can't come see jesus so you know what we'll we'll try again another time when when, when it's not so crowded when it's not so packed listen this is jesus <laughs> this is the lamb to, who came to you know to to you know to save the lost to who's going to forgive the sins of everybody you know even john the baptist had said you know behold the lamb of god who you know comes to take god, away the sins of the world you know this is Jesus <laughs> and everywhere he goes it's going to be a, a packed house. You know they could have said, you know, I forget it, we can't we can't get in. We thought we could, we can't get in. You know, but it was four four men against a crowded packed house. So what did they do? The Bible says right here in verse 14 it says, you know, we got to find another way. So they got on top of the house. How did they get on top of the house with a paralytic man on a stretcher? <laughs> I don't know. When there is a will, there is a way, and this was before Philippians four thirteen was uh, um, uh even written. You know, I can do all things through Christ. They didn't say, "Hey, we can do all things through Christ's strength." And then let's go on top of the roof. No, they themselves decided that. You know what? We got to find another way. If something is blocking you in your life, if something is not working, if pray, uh, you know. If a certain prayer isn't working or a certain avenue isn't working, or if a certain you know uh, a way to do things isn't working, then change your thinking, change your way. But it has to be godly-minded. What they needed to do is they had to reach higher ground. They took higher ground. They took them to the rooftop. And, they, and this is the weird thing that I don't understand. If this was a crowded house, and they started tearing apart the roof of the house... You know, what kind of building codes was going on back there that they could just rip off the top of the roof and not nobody on the bottom, not seeing what was going on. They were so affixed on Jesus' teaching that they didn't realize that the roof was just coming off the joint. Maybe people were thinking, oh man, Jesus is tearing the roof off this place. (laughs) Literally, there was actually four people tearing the roof off this place. The Bible says once they opened up the roof, they had broken through. The Bible says once they broke through, they let down the bed. They, I'm sure they had rope with them. You know, that was a backup plan. Somebody says, you know, what? hey, we should take this rope. Why? We don't need rope. We're just going to walk in the front door. I don't know. I have a feeling we need to take this rope. So one of the friends decided they needed to take the rope. They took the rope. And thank God they took the rope because they had to They had they tied it up in the four corners of that of the stretcher and they lowered him down in front of Jesus. Do what you got to do. If it's your aunt, uncle, family member, brother, sister, mother, father, whoever it may be. The Bible says if we love them, you know, as God has loved us, we should also extend that courtesy and that love to them. If you want to see them saved, if you want to make sure that they have salvation, bring them to Jesus. Right now, I mean, this day and age, Jesus is not, you know, in a house right now, crowd you know, in a crowded house preaching the word of God. No, but there is the house of the Lord everywhere to bring them to listen to preaching to sound doctrine, praise God. Be that word of God that they see inside of you, praise God. So they lowered this person right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw this, we're gonna read in verse five. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, see, he didn't see he didn't see the paralytic man. Jesus did not see the paralytic man. The Bible says when he saw their faith, the four men, the four friends... See, the friends had faith knowing that Jesus is in town. He is a healer. I believe he can heal. Let's take this guy. Let's take our friend to Jesus so he can be healed. They believed this. They believed it so much that when they couldn't get in through the normal way, they carried him on top of the roof, tore apart the roof, and lowered him down. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic man, Remember, he's lying on a stretcher. He cannot move. He cannot walk. He said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Verse six. And some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts. They, when they heard Jesus say, your sins are forgiven, they started thinking, wait a minute. Man cannot forgive sins. They were saying that inside their hearts. But you know, Jesus, verse seven. Why does this, why does this man speak blasphemies of this? The scribes are saying to themselves, who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse eight, immediately, but immediately when Jesus perceived in their heart and their spirits that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, uh, to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. Verse 10 of Mark chapter one, Mark chapter two, verse 10. But that you may know that the son of man has power on the earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up his bed and went out in the presence of them all. Everybody saw this. Everybody heard this so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. They perceived in their heart because they were going by the laws of what they thought what should be. But Jesus, who is the Son of God, Jesus, whose God manifested in the flesh, said, hey, why do you think like this? Why do you, why do you speak it in your hearts like this? Why are you reasoning amongst yourselves about this? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or "Arise, take up your bed and walk. You see, saying that your sins are forgiven is what Jesus did on the cross when he was crucified. But saying to the paralytic, arise and walk is what Jesus did when he was at the whipping post taking stripes, taking whip marks on his back so that you can be healed. As the book of Isaiah says, by his stripes, we are healed. So healing still happens today for the fact that Jesus took stripes on his back for you to have an abundant life, praise God, in Jesus Christ. You see, when Jesus saw the paralytic man, well, he didn't really see the paralytic man. The paralytic man didn't do anything. for, for Number one, the paralytic man didn't do anything, okay? He was paralyzed, so he couldn't do whatever he couldn't get there himself it took four of his friends he probably couldn't even talk so it wasn't the works of the paralytic man yes i know that you know we're not saved uh, you know we're saved by grace not by works lest any man boast yes i know but it wasn't the paralytic man that jesus saw to heal them it was his friends their faith The Bible says when he saw their faith, there was his four friends who lowered him down, who achieved the impossible, the, you know, imperceivable to climb a house, to get on top of a house, to tear apart a roof, to lower their paralytic friends so that Jesus could see him so that he can heal the paralytic man. But Jesus didn't see the paralytic man. He saw their faith. And that's all it takes. Faith is the currency of heaven. If you have faith, you are rich in Jesus Christ. If you have faith, you have currency. If you have faith, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that's what we need. That's what they had. And because they had it, their friend who was paralyzed, who did nothing other than just lie down, And then take up his bed and go home when Jesus said, hey, get up, take up, take up thy bed and walk. And that's one of the reasons why we need to uh, pray for the uh, pray for the lost four biblical reasons to pray for the lost this is number 2 our faith in Christ Jesus if you have faith enough that Jesus through Jesus you could do all things then you should have, you could have faith you should have faith that souls loved ones family members brothers sisters aunts and uncles can come to Jesus as well if you have faith that Jesus can save you if you have faith that jesus can heal you he did it all in one shot right here he says which one's easier to say your sins are forgiven or take up thy bed and walk basically jesus was intertwining the two to forgive sins or heal well he he went to the whipping post for your healing he went to the cross on calvary for your salvation It was one and the same. He intertwined them. What is easier to say that your sins are forgiven or say, take up thy bed and walk? He did both in one shot. And I thank God for that. If you want to have faith, continue in the word of God. Continue in prayer. Continue to believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Continue to believe that all things are possible to him that believes. And I truly believe that you too can be healed and you too can have salvation right where you're at let's go to the word of the lord we're going to go to the lord in prayer as we finish off this bible study heavenly father we thank you god for this opportunity to hear this podcast through either spotify apple podcast google podcast or wherever there are listening this word from lord i ask you to bless them to strengthen them lord jesus god and forgive them god as they seek forgiveness, Lord, and heal them, Lord Jesus, as they ask for healing, Lord God. I ask you to strengthen them, Lord Jesus, God, continue to comfort them, God, and give them strength to continue on, Lord Jesus, seeking your face. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you and we love you. In the wonderful name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. And don't forget to join us next week for when we get to number three of four biblical reasons why we should pray for the lost is that there is power in prayer. God bless you, everybody. Until next week, I'll see you then.